There are so many things in life that you have to compromise, especially because of budget, the clothes you buy, the food you buy, and healthcare should not be one of those things. Check out ZocDoc, the place where you can find and book doctors who will make you feel comfortable, listen to, and prioritize your health. I use ZocDoc. I have a bunch of health issues. For example, my feet randomly hurting so bad that I cannot walk anywhere. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. Go to ZocDoc.com BCC and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's zocdoc.com slash bcc. zocdoc.com slash bcc. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to the chain. This is the BCC Club with your host Sarah Shower and Kendall Andreth. Mm-hmm. And this week we're talking about MySpace. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just realized I'm wearing this shirt. What's wrong from with the it? character? This is my old lady shirt. Oh my gosh! We just did a character for I think a episode that went out the week prior. I'm not sure, but this is Kendall's character shirt. Oh, I'm embarrassed. Oh my god, a continuity error. Ah! Yeah. Um. We're doing MySpace. I'm sorry. I couldn't mm-hmm. stop thinking about how I was wearing this shirt. We're doing MySpace, which is something I'm sure because you're so old, Sarah. Okay, that's <laughs> just kidding. Don't even. I can joke, but you cannot joke. <laughs> I am one of those people who like, I love making fun of people, but I absolutely cannot take it. Sarah, it, but it's not making fun of you because it is, I make it, well, I am making fun of you. I'm making yes. fun of that you think you're old, which is so funny to me because you are so young and you are so close in age to me no i know if i died right now you know what the caption like the headline would be young yeah (laughs) died so young yes so that's all i'm saying that's what i'm making fun of you for because you're not old you're very very young okay thank you you i mean you look younger than me people always think i'm 40 years old and it's deeply upsetting because you play characters who are 40 years old (laughs) (laughs) and it's scary how quickly i can i don't need a lot of costuming to look 70 years older, that's what I'll say. No prosthetics. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because I just naturally kind of look that way. All me. I did have a MySpace. You did? I did have one. I just wasn't very active. And it was, I was kind of the age where, it's like I wanted it because my sister had it. Yeah. But I didn't have any friends who had it because they were all too young to have MySpace. So I was like friends with my mom and friends with my sister. And that was it. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if I really, I didn't have the MySpace experience. Yeah, I, um, this is horrible. The only reason I originally got MySpace in the first place is because I transferred, like I moved from South Carolina to Virginia. And there was this absolutely scary man who sat next to me in computer class. Yeah. I think he actually later became a and he was like, um, he kept like pressuring me every day to like start a MySpace. And I was like still super Christian at that time. And I was like scared of the internet. But like every day I went to class, he would just be like terrifying and he would be like, friend me on MySpace. And I was like, okay, I'll make a MySpace. And then eventually I got out of that class and I just casually had a MySpace. So like I was a very casual user of it. I got it out of peer pressure from a scary man gang member but yeah. um how was your week other than that it was good i sorry, I have a hair on my 
face. Let me find it. Remove it. Um, it was good. I had a great week. I feel like I'm finally getting on a work schedule that works for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did post a video this week that it did really well. It got like 25 million views. It was really funny. Thank you so much. But it um, is basically a. It's a, it's making fun of people who are homophobic. So it was yes. a video saying my uh, like liberal parents when their kid comes out as straight. Mm-hmm. And it's me and my friend Chaz May, who's a wonderful comedian, both just like freaking out that our son is gay and being so disappointed. And, yeah. And or no, our son, our son came out is, as straight yes. and we're so disappointed and we're so upset and we like wish that he was gay. And the first round of people that saw it, you know, when it had like, you know, 10 million views or whatever, that was people who were all liberal being like, this is so funny and really showing how crazy it is when parents hate that their kids are gay. Yeah. And now the far right has really gotten hold of it and thinks that we are conservative, which is so funny because we are so gay. Yeah. Honestly, though, maybe that's realistic because I've seen a couple like really religious couples where I'm like, you're both the gayest people Obviously I've ever seen gay, in my yes. entire life. Yeah. So maybe they think it's that. But they are, I mean, I have i don't have many articles written about me. I feel like in the last like couple days, I've had more articles written about me from like welovetrump.com, conservativesforever.com. Like, yeah, they're, <laughs> yes. and, it, and I'm like, what is this? And they think that I am conservative and that I'm anti-liberal uh, parents. Yeah. And they keep saying that this is actually how liberal parents are, which is so funny because that is so like based in no reality yeah in any capacity but i did just this article just came out that i was reading to you and i i want to read it because it is funny to me it's from we love trump.com and it (laughs) said this is which sounds like a fake made-up name for like a nickelodeon tv show website like like we love trump they didn't put any thought into that this is hilarious as always humor is only on the side of the right the left can't meme the left can't do anything humorous. Why? Because they're just full of hate and anger. They're too busy constantly being offended. Meanwhile, the humor is all with the conservatives, and this is top notch. Which, first of all, that's the full article, which is so funny because and that's an article. Yeah. That's not that's a journalist. That was all the words they knew. It's, it's an article. That's yeah. not, there's no information in that. It's just like a man ranting. Um, and I really want to find the person who wrote this and be like, the two people in this video are like socialists. So you should yeah. like, fully rethink. <sighs> Anyways. It is. I've had that happen. So like both of my parents were in the military. And so I love making fun of like military spouses. I mean, if you I can tell you everything wrong with the United States military. Yeah. And like um, so I had this one character that used to do was like a military spouse and I would be like, do you know who my husband is? He's like a E1, which is like the lowest enlisted rank yeah. ever. And so like I it was I was just acting like this pompous woman who's like, um, I have, you know, address me by my husband's rank. And um, it, everyone who initially saw it was like, oh, this is a bit about like, yeah. you know, military wives or like spouses. And then there was a bunch of like people who just hated women who like saw the video and were like, oh yeah, I hate women too. This is so funny. And I was, but they were being serious. And so I was like, I brought in the conservatives. Yeah, it's tough. It's always hard when it reaches that. It can go viral, but whenever a video goes too viral, you're like, we've hit the wrong part. Too many people have seen this because now we're, I really do hope honestly that Fox News like asks me to, this would never happen, but if they, I could see them showing the clip Mm -hmm. and I hope they ask me for an interview and I will say yes and then I will go on and be so clearly very gay and just talk about how (laughs) 
if I had a kid, I know this is like real. I would like hate if my kid was straight. I think straight people are terrible. Yeah. Um, so that happened this week, which was annoying. Mm-hmm. Well, it actually was annoying. It was great. I, I don't really mind yeah. that stuff. It's just some people are so stupid. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm not saying every person who's conservative is stupid by any means, but the people who are commenting on this are truly the stupidest people. I kind of am too, but yeah. these people are really, uh, which, you know, it's layered and I, I don't know, whatever, but they, these people are really stupid where they will just be like, this is how it is. And I'm yeah. like, that isn't true. Like you, that's not based in literally anything. You're just saying, you're just saying that. You just think, yeah. and what do you, that is bizarre that you think that, mm-hmm. that liberal parents wouldn't accept their straight child. That is so crazy. Yeah, they're idiots. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, how was your week? It was good. Um, I talked about this on the last podcast, but I had stand up. I did a stand up show, Neil Brennan, and then I have a show tomorrow. And my I need to stand up soon and stretch a little bit because my ass is just. You know when you've just been sitting and yeah. writing and working for so long. Yeah. That I have like my ass has flattened and yeah. all the fat has gone to like up <laughs> along my stomach. But like it's just because it's it's yeah. just so crushed. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I've been trying to take my dogs on longer. My dog on a longer walk recently because mm-hmm. I am sitting so much for work. So I've tried to do like the morning and night walk are really kind of long. Yeah. But she hates it because she's so small. And so the whole time she's just like turning around and she and then I have to carry her for most of it. And yeah. it's very dramatic. And it's sad because I'm like, I'm trying to be a good dog owner to you, but mm-hmm. you just will not have it yeah she just wants to and anytime i do anything for her really this is a whole tangent but if i wash her bed i wash her toys i give her a bath anything that's like caring she Mm -hmm. like is mad at me for a week yeah and i'm like what she wants is to just sit in a pile of her own shit yes eating trash yes and have everything be gross around her and that would be her and she'd love me (laughs) so i'm gonna start doing that Hello everyone, it's Kendall, and I'm so excited today to share with you that today's episode is sponsored by ZocDoc. I love ZocDoc. We know it to be true. There are so many things in life that you have to compromise, especially because of budget, the clothes you buy, the food you buy, and healthcare should not be one of those things. No matter your budget, you should always be getting good care when it comes to your health. Check out ZocDoc, the place where you can find and book doctors who will make you feel comfortable, listen to, and prioritize your health. I use ZocDoc. I have a bunch of health issues, and it is so nice when a new one arises. For example, my feet randomly hurting so bad that I cannot walk anywhere. Um, I don't know an orthopedic doctor, so it's great to go on ZocDoc and make sure that I'm finding one um, that has a bunch of really good reviews from people who have used them before. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. Go to ZocDoc.com BCC and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash BCC. ZocDoc.com slash BCC. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. If I lived in the early 2000s and I had my dog right now, Mm -hmm. I would post her on my MySpace a lot. Yeah. 
Oh, that's such a nice transition. And this week's episode is about MySpace. (laughs) All right, so we're going to tell you about MySpace for everyone. I feel like everyone knows what MySpace is, but like I would say probably, when do you think the cutoff was? Probably like people born in 1997 and before were probably on MySpace. Yeah. Yep. Were you on AIM? No. Okay. Yes. So I, okay. So, um... I'm just going to tell you what MySpace is. MySpace, previously stylized as MySpace and MyBlank, is a social networking site that was most visited, the most visited social network in the world from 2005 until early 2008. Wow. How old were you in 2005? Five. Damn. Six. Almost six. Five and six, I guess. Okay. And so by late 2007 and into 2008, MySpace was considered the leading social networking site, consistently beat out its main competitor, Facebook, in traffic. It consistently beat it out. But in October of 2005, MySpace was reporting 24.2 million unique users and 11.6 billion page views per month. Uh, by 2007, MySpace was valued at $12 billion. Wow. Mm-hmm. Artists such as My Chemical Romance, Nicki Minaj, Lily Allen, Taylor Swift, Lady Gaga, and Katy Perry gained fame and recognition through MySpace. Oh, I didn't know that. That's Ooh, cool. I love them. Um, Talking about the different artists that like blew up from like different platforms. Yeah. Like a lot of people don't know that Cardi B came from Vine. No, I didn't know that. So did Sean Mendez. I knew that. I knew yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Because wasn't Sean Mendez a part of kind of like the the Madcon? I don't know what that is, but like the boy yes. like Madcon. What? Yes. But what's the other people's names? Dallas. Cameron Dallas? Yeah. That's like he was part of that, right? Yeah. That's Madcon. Yes. Madcon, okay. Madcon. Mm-hmm. That was, uh, I was my era when I started. Did you get into those types of things or were you more into just like comedy vine? I was 21, so I was not into that. <laughs> into the 15-year-old boys comedy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. um, that's good. That's good. Um, I didn't ever get into vine, but vine was in my, like I should have been on vine. Yeah. I just never did. I never really did it. I feel like you would have thrived on vine. Thank you so much. I don't think I would have. I was, um, I would have tried really hard and mm-hmm. it would have been really bad. <laughs> well, I mean, that was the style of vine. Where that's it's true. like. You have to try actually really hard because it is six seconds. Yeah, it's it's yeah. that's wild to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it made. I do think Vine changed the course of internet comedy forever. Obviously, but I think it was the beginnings of like. I'll go back and look at YouTube videos, like comedy videos, like Jenna Marbles first video yeah. or like the shoes video like all of those big videos they're so long yeah and they're so funny but they're so long and i think now it is like you need to get your comedy under 30 seconds yeah. or you don't know how to be a comedian which is yeah. not true but it's like it, there's so much just editing involved and that's even why i was nervous doing a podcast like i had to really get into the groove of it because mm-hmm. i feel like the first time we filmed i was like we didn't do uh, joke after joke after joke after yeah. joke because I'm uncomfortable like not just having it be the most polished like this is exactly yeah all I want to show you and I think that came from Vine a little bit yeah I mean Vine definitely shortened our attention spans but I feel like we're also lengthening our attention spans I don't know podcasts like you kind of want them to be longer it's like the visual element mm-hmm. that you have to you know make it shorter yeah. That sort of thing. But audio only, you can make it as long as you yeah. really want. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. I love that. Um, and you were on Vine. That was where you yes. started. I was nominated for Viner of the Year, last one ever. Oh, my God, Sarah. I know. That is incredible. I was, that's how I blew up. That is amazing. I And how was it when 
sorry, this is a little off topic, but I did want to ask you, because I know there's a lot of talks right now of the end of TikTok. Uh-huh. Do you feel more prepared and less anxious about it because you went through the end of Vine? Yeah, I um, have lost nearly a million followers before. I can lose two million now. I, <laughs> I truly don't care. The thing is, is like you're supposed to spread your... Having a YouTube account is considered a savings account at this point. Yeah. So, like, people who are on short-form platform, like, video platforms should really get into YouTube because yeah. that is, like, having a savings. But, I mean, I have, like, half a million on Twitter. Like, there's 300,000 on Instagram. Like, honestly, TikTok could disappear, and it would be a damn shame because, like, that's where I have the most followers. But I feel like I've built up. I feel like I've been around so long that people would just find me again. That's how, yeah. And I haven't been around very long, but I think I now feel, I don't feel anxiety because I have a good following on Instagram and YouTube. Mm -hmm. And I'm not, and I am just like, I think it, actually the end of Vine benefited a lot of people where their careers were able to, because I remember when Vine ended, like Liza Koshy and all those people making mm -hmm. those videos that were like, welcome to my YouTube channel. I guess I have to YouTube channel because Vine doesn't exist anymore. And then they became like huge YouTubers and were making millions and millions of dollars yeah. and it's like that i mean i'm sure it's not like tiktok will end and then nothing will replace it it's like mm. something will come and all of those people will now be using instagram more or whatever it is but it'll always you know it'll be okay mm. but i feel good now at first i was really i mean a couple of years ago when we were, it was being talked about i was very anxious because my none of my followers i didn't have followers anywhere besides tiktok yeah well i think like um if you're a smaller creator or like tiktok is your main platform or yeah. like your only platform Obviously, it's going to suck for you, and I do like I do feel for you, especially if that's your source of income or your creative outlet, and to lose all that hard work yeah. is definitely going to suck. But I would recommend, it's very hard to move an audience from TikTok to another platform, but if you're actually, if you're very worried about it, worried about it you should start, like, moving people over. Yeah. You know? Yeah, totally. Um, but who founded MySpace? I'll tell you that, Sarah. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you that right now. Who founded it in August of 2003? My birthday is in August. Ooh. A handful of employees from Los Angeles-based marketing companies, E-Universe, now Intermix Media, created MySpace, an alternative social networking site to rival Friendstar, Friendster, sorry, mm -hmm. Friendster, a popular social media, now a popular social networking site. The group built MySpace in 10 days. Mm. Christy Wolf and Tom Anderson co-founded MySpace. D. Wolf was named as CEO and Anderson was the first president. E-Universe held an internal competition to acquire its first group of members with a prize of $1,000 to the employee who signed up the most new members. The site grew exponentially in the first several months, surpassing Friendster's monthly visitors within six months. Mm -hmm. And then wow. everyone, yeah, so Tom Anderson is MySpace Tom. Do you know who MySpace Tom is? Yes, I do. There I do know go. that. I do All know right, that. I do, right. I do. <laughs> so Krista Wolf uh, conceived MySpace uh, vaginally no, um, <laughs> while taking a course titled The Impact of Tech on Media and Entertainment. During the final year of his MBA program, in his final project of the class, DeWolf created uh, Sightgeist. Uh, which had elements of City Search and Match.com mixed with instant messaging. Basically, he, tr he kind of recreated Facebook, but like yeah. really awful. Um, and DeWolf, but he got an A on the project and oh he used God. it as inspiration to create MySpace. And then, you know MySpace Tom. Yeah. But tell the kids. Tom Anderson, AKA MySpace Tom. Anderson founded the site partly as a reaction to the Friendster, to Friendster and its policy of blocking accounts that did not use real names. Anderson is popular 
Anderson is popularly known as Tom from MySpace, MySpace Tom, or My Friend Tom, because he would automatically be assigned as the first friend of new MySpace users upon the creation of their profile. Mm -hmm. I kind of like, so in different... (laughs) like substance abuse programs yeah you like you say like i'm a friend of like gary or something like that or like um what do you mean well i mean so when you're uh gay you would say i'm there are they a friend of dorothy or something like that i see i see so I see. it's like i feel like <laughs> if you're like stuck in my space are they a friend of tom's yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> or like you're addicted to like social media oh they're yes. a friend of tom's oh yeah mm-hmm. um and why was it so popular well Tweens slash teens could make MySpace accounts more easily. It was also more targeted towards teens than other social media platforms. When Facebook launched, it was only available to college students and primarily targeted at college students. And I think it was also a time where, like, um, stranger danger and internet safety was so intense. Like, oh, people, yeah. were, people were so scared their kids were going to get kidnapped from being on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think there was a lot more, like, parents really didn't let you be on websites as much maybe i'm wrong maybe i don't this isn't true i wasn't there but <laughs> it feels like myspace was like this is 14 so yeah. you can use this and i think some parents would just be like oh great then they can use it i guess whereas facebook they'd be like you can't because you're not allowed to you know what i mean yeah this is kind of creepy but i did it i think as like i did it to prove a point so like in college i used to write some people like okay if i followed people and they posted a photo of like new roomies in front of their house and that had the number on it. Yeah. I would find that house yeah. and I would write them creepy letters. So they took down the fucking yeah. photos of their front. Like it wasn't, I wouldn't like follow through, but it's like you need to understand in smaller college towns, if it's a four yeah. number like house, like three zero zero five, like there's only so many yeah. of those in those towns and you can image search like the outside of the house and people are going to find you. But what's even crazier is because some people like that, I could see this is wrong, but they mm-hmm. could be like, well, who would want to find me? There are internet celebrities mm-hmm. who I swear to God will post photos of the outside of their house. A girl on TikTok, I, I'm not gonna say her name, but she just moved. And she just showed the outside of her apartment, her yeah. new apartment. She was like, here's my new apartment. And mm-hmm. I was like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? That's crazy. And I guess an apartment, they don't know what room you're in. But or what still, apartment. if you wait outside. Yes. And a, a lot of, I think we talked a little about this with mommy vloggers, but a lot of family vloggers mm-hmm. show the outside of their front yard. Yeah. All, almost all of them because they're like showing their kids playing or whatever. And everyone just knows, like the LeBrant fam's address is just like known information. Yeah. Like they just, people know that you could go if you wanted to. Eight passengers was the same. They all, you know where they live. Mm-hmm. And it is so dangerous. It is, yeah. Because <laughs> people, if you have that big of a falling, people do want to cause you harm. Come to your house, yeah. They do want to come to your house. And some of them, to be nice, it's not nice. It's weird. But yeah. some of them are nice. But some of them are truly crazy. I just think anyone, you should not go to anyone's house no, if no, you don't no. know them. No, no, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, in September of 2006, Facebook opened to everyone at least 13 years or older with a valid email address. MySpace enabled young people to express themselves online. <laughs> Friendster and other social media sites didn't enable a level of personalization that MySpace did. Mm-hmm. Certain features were previously limited to single websites. MySpace was able to house multiple features on a single website, which likely led to users spending more time on MySpace. MySpace offered features like classified ads, dating profiles, event invitations, instant messaging, streaming music. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What was your 
MySpace look like? Like, what did it look like? Um, it was very pink and sparkly. It was like, you know when you go to a website and it's, like, clearly from 2005? There's, yeah, like, yeah. lime green text. <laughs> yeah. Like, but it's, like, all off-center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was mine, because I, like, tried to code, and then when I finished, it was just all crap. I love that. Did you have a song that played when you went to your Oh, crap. I'm not sure. But I know that I definitely was, like, a bit of a bitch growing up, and that, like, Mm. I would arrange my friends. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That Mm. is something that could not exist nowadays. Like, people would be like, this is not acceptable, I feel Mm. like. Yeah. At a certain age. I think maybe teenagers would still do it. Yeah. But I could not handle the drama that would ensue if I ranked my friends. Yeah. Not now. I think my friends now probably wouldn't care. But in high school, Mm. oh, my God. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I couldn't do it. I don't think I could. I don't even think I have a ranking. Not like I couldn't do it because I don't want to say. I'm like, I don't have a ranking of my friends. You have never. Okay. Besides your partner, like, could you rank your three best friends? No. Oh. I could not. I couldn't. Well, <laughs> I couldn't publicly. All right. <laughs> no, I, I, they're just, I have so, I feel like I have like the eight people I would put on there, it would be so impossible. Each of them would come with like an explanation. Like I would have to like call them and be like, okay, so you're number three, but let me explain why. Mm-hmm. So number two, you, you know, if I didn't put them as number two, they would like freak out on me. And then number four, it's like, we've known each other a lot. Like it would be such long explanations. Yeah. And it would give me so much anxiety. Yeah. Um, and I think ultimately I would end up putting people first who I knew would freak out about it. And then like the people that were like seven, eight, nine would probably be my closer friends. But people I knew like would not care. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I would um, think most of my uh, friends, very good friends are heavily neurodivergent. Yeah. So like there probably would be a system to my ranking. And if I did call them and I explained it, they'd be like, that makes sense. But you know? you'd have to think about it, right? You don't have, like, in your brain, you're like, oh, this is the ranking of them, or do you? Oh, no, but I could if I, like, outlined what were, like, the quality of, in, like, qualities I look for in a friend. I guess that's true. I guess I could do it, but I absolutely could not share it with them. It would yeah. be so dramatic. Yeah. I think I would lose friends. Like, that's why I'm just amazed that people did this. I could only do it if I, yeah, had no emotions. <laughs> Wild. But especially at that time, because now as an adult, mm-hmm. I can talk through that. I'd be like, okay, I'm number five on this person saying they were my number two. Like, that sucks, but obviously that makes sense. And, you know, I just need to, like, it's okay, yeah. whatever. As a teenager, I would have, like, called them sobbing, being like, you just fucking don't understand. Yeah. What does this end to me? Like, it would be so intense. I didn't come to your birthday party because my mom got in a hit and run, and I was pinned in the car, upside yeah. down, under the bridge, for four hours. And now I'm number five. <laughs> and uh. I'm sorry, I didn't bring the cake. It was destroyed <sighs> when the vehicle hit us. <laughs> and then I ate it. Yes. Sorry. Oh, yeah. I think back to things that I snapped over with someone. Like, I have not, like I said, besides this one person who I did end up cutting out of my life, I have no drama with any person in my life and haven't for years, Mm -hmm. which is good. But also, it's like, I just can't imagine being that angry at someone. Uh And in high school, I feel like I got into so many arguments with my friends. Like, that was just a part of having friends where it was like, well, all my friends, you know, we fight because we're friends. We get into arguments. We get into huge, we don't speak for a week and all of us are turning against one another Mm -hmm. and it's dramatic. And I'm like, all of my friends now, I don't have arguments with. Like, that would feel crazy. Yeah, I think, like, my only thing, I, like, a lot of my friends are very very neurodivergent. So, like, we're, like, on the same page when it comes to, like, communication styles. I get so anxious when someone texts me all the time. 
Like yeah. I, I like that type of friend. Yeah, like same. I, I totally understand that they're chatty, but I and I'm like, if I tell them, hey, like I don't really text a lot. If you came over, you could probably just say all this to yes, me, and we, yes. yeah. But like I, I hate when they get offended that I yeah. say that. I'm yeah. like, I would love to hang out with you, but I am not gonna text a lot. Yeah, because it's like distracting. I already have ADHD, so the idea yeah. of checking my phone, it's gonna take me out of whatever I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. But I, what were we talking about? Ranking people. Yeah. But I, this is, that makes me think of this because I, I am like, I think why it would be hard for me to rank my friends is that. It's that I am an introvert. I struggle to text back. I'm mm-hmm. not a great texter. When people, I do have friends who are very texty and they just know I'm not that type of friend. I'm not yeah. going to text you all the time. We will not see each other. I am i don't have any friends I see every single day unless I live with them. Like I lived with yeah. my best friend, Nicole, and we did everything together. But we lived together. And if yeah. we didn't live together, we probably wouldn't have done everything together because yeah. I would have been like, well, I have a bunch of work to do. I have to go to work today. I can't spend every day with you. Yeah. And some people just operate that way and them and their best friends spend 24-7 together. But I think I just have learned over time too that it's like all of my friends show me their love in other ways, yeah. in different ways than I do. And so I have some friends that like I see once every three months, but they are a close friend of mine. Like yeah. we are close. We see each other once every three months. It feels like we catch up right where we left off, but they always send me a birthday card. You know what yeah. I mean? They always remember those types of things. If something really serious were to happen, they would always be there, always for me. And then I have friends who are there all the time and are so fun and like spend quality time with, but maybe are less reliable. Yeah. But that doesn't make them like a better or worse friend. Like I yeah. view them in the same, I'm like, they're all just so different. Yeah. You know? Yes. Because I know there's probably, I think I get, def- I get worried I try to be that way because I think a lot of people could think I was a bad friend. Yeah. Because I'm not as I'm not a texter backer. I don't do any. Of, I'm I'm not someone who can hang out with all the time. But I really am someone. If you like text me at 4 a.m. and we're like, I need you to pick me up at this location right now. Oh yeah. I would be there. You know. And I like no questions asked. I'd be there. Yeah. I'm always very supportive. If you like are in a bad place, you can always come over. My door is always open. Mm-hmm. But I I'm not gonna be able to like hang out all the time. Oh yeah. I the yeah. If you need me to drive you to LAX. I'll probably do that. Well, that's too much. LAX is where I draw the line. <laughs> well, I mean, if I have um, if I have a stand-up set coming up and I want to practice out loud, I'll drive you to LAX so on the yeah. drive back home I can be like, what's the deal with chicken feet, you know, or something? Yeah. yeah. No, LAX is, a, LAX is a true friendship move. I, I do drive people I've to LAX. I've done that but for it's... casual people. Oh, my this God. This is going to sound so it's sad. It's so f- long to drive there. <laughs> Let me tell you something sad. I um, So I used to drink a lot, and the only time I didn't drink is if I knew I had to drive that yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, um, if my friend... I would, like, pray that my friends would ask me to drive them to LAX, like, the day before, so I could be like, oh, thank God, tomorrow I won't drink. Yeah, instead so, of just being like, you cannot drink. Yeah, like, <laughs> don't my, drink. my brain can't, like, tell me not yeah. to, but if I have an obligation, so, like, they would be like, I don't know if this is too much. I'm like, no, oh, my God. Yeah. You don't even know what you've done for me. You start, like, becoming an Uber. You should have been an Uber no, driver. that's literally what I... Oh, my gosh, I wrote, like, um, I wrote, like, a sketch on that, like years ago where like I to sober up I was like going to apply to be an Uber driver yeah. and so like that's everyone was like that sounds I'm like I'm yeah but yes well I want to go back to the MySpace thing yes 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 there's um the rise of MySpace like in June 2004 when I was 10 years old nine years old MySpace breaks 1 million unique visitors per month <laughs> they're unique they're uh, all special they're yeah. all very interesting they have interesting interests mm-hmm. And then February of 2005, DeWolf discusses acquiring Facebook with Mark Zuckerberg, but he gets rejected. Um, he Wait, Zuckerberg rejected the offer to sell Facebook to him for $75 million. Ooh. Damn. 
Sorry. Um, and then that's always hard because I'm like, I would have taken that. Yeah. <laughs> I just would have been like, because to me, I would have been like, well, $75 million is enough for me forever. Yeah. So I'll just take $75 million and never work again. Yeah. A million dollars a year. I know. I would be like, I don't need any more. Nobody needs any more than that. That is true. Damn. Um, but June 2005, Rupert Murdoch's Media Corporation News Corp purchases MySpace for $580 million. Holy shit. And then the. Holy f- shit. Holy <laughs> shit. That's more than $500 million. Wow. The fall of MySpace. Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun. Did, did you feel like it happened faster when you were in it? I already transitioned to Facebook. Okay, you were So I it. truly did not care. July 2007. By this time, MySpace had lost 30% of its visitors under 18 who began migrating to Facebook. June 2008, Facebook passes MySpace in terms of users. June 2009, MySpace lays off 30% of its staff, going from 1,420 employees down to 1,000. Mm. The international staff is also reduced from 450 to 150. In 2010, MySpace attempts and fails to rebrand itself as a social entertainment website. This leads to 10 million users leaving the site. (laughs) That's so (laughs) deeply upsetting. That would be so embarrassing. You're so excited for launch day. You're like, this is it. And they're like, okay, um, we're shutting (laughs) down. Leave. January 2011, MySpace lays off 500 employees at or almost 50% of its workforce. The New York Times reports even Tila Tequila, the model and rapper who achieved fame by building an audience on MySpace, has switched allegiances. allegiances, In 2006, the Time magazine called her the queen of MySpace, but these days she she preferred Facebook. Yes, so uh, MySpace did attempt to rebrand. They were unsuccessful. In June of 2011, MySpace is purchased by Specific Media Group and Justin Timberlake. Oh, my God. You know, so the site starts to, like, focus on music and discovering music. And in September of 2012, stakeholder Justin Timberlake tweeted a video advertising a new MySpace reincarnated as a social media site, social music site. And then, music, uh, whatever. In June 2013, MySpace launched a $20 million advertising campaign featuring dozens of celebrities to show off how much the site has changed. At the same time, users began to report that their classic profiles carried over from the old site had been removed without warning, including their personal blogs and photos. Wow. They spent all the money they had left trying to get some celebrities to say, hey, yeah. this is not dying. It's bizarre because I do think at a certain point it's like just... I mean, when you're laying off that many employees, just throw in the towel. What do you think is going to happen? You think you're going to fully yeah recover? Come back? I guess some places do, but it's like I just think I would be like, let's all take our money and go yeah. start a new company, like yeah. a more updated company that doesn't have all the you know bad mm-hmm. press that MySpace had at the time. That's very tough. Yeah, it's hard to save a sinking ship. Yeah, mm-hmm. just start and just get off the ship and start a new ship. Yeah, exactly. Just build a new money. ship <laughs> instead of like trying to rebuild the ship while it's sinking. Like, yeah, wow, this is a beautiful metaphor. Oh. Um, what caused MySpace downfall? Bad user experience. I mean, it is a rough. It, it's you a, had to code. It's, yeah, it's old. It looks old. It's mm-hmm. like when I try to like pay my like mortgage. It's yeah. like on a website. You where have a mortgage? I do. You bought a house. I, have a, I own I own my condo. You own it? Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> Can you believe? I know. I never thought. I when never did you thought. buy that? In December? No, October. Oh wow! Recent. It is recent. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I own it, so I pay a mortgage. I don't know. Oh my god! <laughs> you have a mortgage. I know. Um. No. I. Yeah. But every time I pay a mortgage, it's like it's a website where you don't 
it's like you ha- people have to pay their mortgage. They don't need to put any money into like making the website good. Yeah. Because like they're not trying to get customers. People have to pay their mortgage. And they're given a website to pay. It's not like they get to pick really. Yeah. And it is like it feels like I'm in 1901. It is the most bizarre. Hasn't been updated in 25 years. It takes so long. 1901. When they started making computers. <laughs> yes. From what I know. Yeah. From what I know, that's when they make computers. And um it feels like MySpace is similar. Like you go, you know, website's old because when you go on it, it has like the original clicker. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Where it's like not the Apple clicker. Yes, I it's understand. Like an, yes, yes, yes. Do you understand? <laughs> yes. It's not the one that comes with the computer. It's the old one. I just farted so. <laughs> I just farted again. I am so sorry. Keep it in though. <laughs> this chair is good. I'm so sorry. Like I can't. I'm farting. Um, I promise. There's a spit shield <sighs> in my underwear. <laughs> Oh my god! I'm Sarah. kidding. I didn't. It's just a fart. I'm sorry. I had that's Red unacceptable. Bull. I'm sorry. No, I'm just if you smell it, I'm really sorry. No, that's Keep okay. going. I wouldn't be my first time. Oh smelling no! But your the fart. next, the, you've smelled my fart before. Yes. Really? Do you remember when you came over to my apartment? We were naming the podcast. Yes. You farted a lot that night. I did. Yeah. Oh my god! I didn't care, but you did it. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a lot. I thought you wouldn't notice. You would say, I'm, kidding, I'm, I'm farting, yeah. and then you would fart really loud. And then I was like, okay. And it was funny because we'd met like one time prior to this. Yes. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. That doesn't matter. And you, it was so loud. And um, I don't <laughs> care, though. Farting doesn't bother me. Yes. I can't or I wouldn't survive this podcast. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I don't care. Keep going. Um, they have bad user experience. And they just are bad. They, they had, it was an ugly website. It didn't work. It took forever to load. They had all these special features, but because they had all those special features, it took forever to load. Yes. You farting again? <laughs> it's just seeping out of me. You know when you're like walking and you fart with each step? Yes. <laughs> Do, have you ever done it where you're wearing headphones and you're like, nobody can hear this? And then you realize you're just like farting so loudly as you walk down the street. I feel yeah. like you're kind of like a baby where I can like tell, like with my nephew, I'll be like, oh yeah, he's making that face. He's like shitting himself right now. And you know, I, sometimes I'll look at you in the eye contact you're giving me, I'm like, they're farting right now. When I'm cuddling with my partner, my entire body tenses up. <laughs> yes, I know. I do the same thing. I didn't believe it though. I We had a couple friends in town the other day and they've been together like eight years. Yeah. And they were like, we don't fart in front of each other. And I was like, how, this makes me think I have medical issues because if I didn't fart in front of my partner, I would actually have to go to the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> because I would have such so much abdominal pain. Yeah, um sometimes when um TMI uh <laughs> start you start saying that now? <laughs> what possibly you're gonna say? But sometimes when Naomi's but back there, um when we're Sweet Lord. I you know, know what you're doing. I will like fart and yeah. I'm like, All right, you're right, my turn. So <laughs> Because we want to keep going, but I have got to fart multiple times. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm the same. I'm in the same. Yeah. I'm the same. Someone said (laughs) online. What? I just thought of this because someone had commented on YouTube and was like, Kendall just agrees with everything Sarah says. And in this moment, it made me laugh because you're like, well, my partner's eating my ass, and then I fart, and I say I gotta switch, oh, and I go, I, and I go, me too, me too. I'm, you know, I'm the same exact way. Actually, I do the same exact thing. <laughs> I didn't mean eating ass. I just meant like you're back there. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Oh, if they were sorry, if they were eating my ass, I would not. I would be like, <laughs> you need to leave for a second. I don't know. I we don't would know. have to stop. I don't know what boundaries you guys have set with one another. I know. I didn't want to judge. Oh. Anyways, my space has been <laughs> unsafe. Yes. Similar to this podcast recording studio, my space has been unsafe yes. <laughs> compared to other social media platforms. Um, in 2006, Facebook rolled out communication tools that were seen as safe in comparison to MySpace. MySpace has particular problems with vandalism, phishing, 
Malware? What's that? Uh, malware, it's like, um, it's like something that doesn't fit, right? Okay. No, malware is... Oh. Like- <laughs> <laughs> I was like, don't really understand how that has to do with MySpace. No, it's like, um, it's like a bug. Oh, got it, got it, got yeah. it, got it. Um, and spam, which it failed to curtail, making the site seem inhospitable. What did they spend $20 million on? I guess just the celebrities. They didn't do anything else to the site, really. They got the rest of the Backstreet Boys. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, there are news stories that contributed to a negative view of MySpace. In 2006, Connect- uh, Connecticut Attorney General Richard Blumenthal launched an inv- investigation into children's exposure to pornography on MySpace. The resulting media frenzy and the site's lack of the effective spam filter gave the site a reputation as a vortex of perversion. And you think that's true? I want that nickname. <laughs> <laughs> vortex of perversion. There's something about, I don't know if this makes sense. Men have really commandeered the term perverts. Yeah. But I think there's something, I want to be like a whimsical pervert. Yeah, you're a pervert for sure. Well, yeah, but In like, a good way. Yeah, I mean like. And it's endearing. Like I would never direct my perversions toward anyone like specific. I just kind of want this general aura, you know, and there's like just a, the, the harmless town pervert, not yeah. the actual pervert, but like, you know, just like, like that's yeah. Joey, he's a pervert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's Sarah. I want that. And you've somehow turned it into a career in a, such a beautiful way in that. You get to be a pervert and you don't have to think about it because all these people are consensually logging onto your yeah. podcast and onto your TikTok and you just mm-hmm. are a pervert and they say, they clap for you and they say, this is incredible. But the thing is, is the key to being a successful pervert mm-hmm. is not, don't like, if you have a celebrity crush, don't be like, oh my God, I want to suck their titties. That's creepy. Yeah. You have to be like, if I just feel like sucking titties, yeah, you know, like yeah, it has yeah, to be yeah. a general statement because yeah. once you start focusing that perverted to energy. Someone. You're going to really just be I weird. I think you can be perverted to yourself sometimes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that's how you get around it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Or my partner. My partner has to deal with a lot. <laughs> I think Tumblr was maybe worse than MySpace, but I wasn't on MySpace very much. Would you agree or am I fully off base on that? I was not on Tumblr as a user. I was on Tumblr as a brand. Like, I mean, like I wrote for brand accounts on sure. Tumblr. Sure. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Were you on You were on Tumblr? I was on Tumblr kind of. I was still too young. It was like my Tumblr is really embarrassing. It's actually still up and I should delete it. Um, it's just like photos of dogs. Yeah, you can look. It, it's like very bizarre. It'll be like jokes that are like not funny. And then like a lot of pictures of children. Like I think I it was like the beginning of <laughs> like family <laughs> vlogging where people would like post an aesthetically pleasing photo of their like baby. Yeah. And I would like, re- what is it? I was going to say re-tumblr it, which yes. is not what it was re-blog? called. Reblog? Reblog it. Yeah. And I'm like, why did I share that? But I was like in fifth grade. <laughs> so I didn't really have a Tumblr. But then my first, the first time I masturbated. Oh. <laughs> was reading fan fiction on Tumblr. Oh my god. And I god. did that for about 5 years before I learned that porn existed. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, I um there's this really nice gentleman on Instagram who every time I post a photo of myself will face app it. He just makes me an old man. <laughs> he like he's been doing it for years. <laughs> so that's what it reminded me of. <laughs> oh my god. See this is why you can't share your address. <laughs> no. He doesn't send it to my house. What does he do with it? That's even worse. He just, he just keeps it, it from to me. <laughs> <laughs> he just DMs it. That is so funny. Do you ever think that he's had like arguments with his wife because he's been like <laughs> they've been like on a date and he's like, oh, fuck, fuck, Sarah Post. Damn it. I hate my job. I can Sarah guarantee- Post. I got a face app. Just give me a couple minutes. I can guarantee you he's never spoken to a woman. 
Oh my gosh, you want to know the creepiest, most considerate thing someone's ever done for what? me? Um, so back in like 2018, <coughs> um, I had like an obsession with executive producer Dick Wolf. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like I had hats, jackets, and like oh my for, God. for like a solid year that was all my content on Twitter. And so uh, someone found where I used to work and they sent me a signed original copy of a Law & Order SVU script but it had the entire cast on it, and it was like literally worth like thousands of dollars. <laughs> oh my god! And I was like, "This is creepy," because they found where I worked. Yeah. But they also sent that to me. What's the What's like the weirdest thing you've ever gotten in your PO box? Ooh, probably a loaded handgun. R- wait, is that true? No, you know it's not. <laughs> is that true? <laughs> no, no. What is the weirdest thing you've gotten in a, your PO box? Nothing too crazy. Uh, no, nothing too crazy. I haven't gotten anything too crazy. Mm-hmm. A lot of, I, I, like, sometimes people will send, like, handmade things that I'm like, I don't want this. Yeah. <laughs> like, but it's not weird. It'll be like, oh, I own, a like, a, a soap business. Yeah. But it's clearly, like, someone who, it's very sweet of them to send. But yeah. it's, maybe they're just starting up or something. Yeah. And it's, like, you can hardly tell it's soap. And it's, like, wrapped in tinfoil. And they're, like, this is my soap company. And I'm, like, please, I'm not going to use this on my body. Yeah. This would give me a rash for sure. <laughs> but it's very sweet. It's not weird. Yeah. I think the weirdest thing, it wasn't weird conventionally, but it was, like, way too much time was invested. <laughs> they sent me this. It was, like, when I was on Vine. So this is probably, like, 2016 or 15 when they sent me this. But, like, it was a box of, like, at least a thousand dollars worth of gifts where it was like a hat a book um a vinyl um it was a bunch of stuff (coughs) and each item was individually wrapped and each item had a letter like front like two page letter of what this item meant to them and like why they listen why they like this book or listen to this album and i was like this is nice that you'd like to share with me (laughs) But you, I, I, this is bordering on scary. scary. It's really scary. It's really scary. Um, (laughs) Yeah, you got to be careful on the internet, you guys. I might not know any of these influencers, but here's some famous ones. Okay. I do know Tila Tequila. Of course I know Tila Tequila. Um, what are your thoughts? I think she is a fucking idiot. Incredible. And, um, but she is, uh, she, I guess was cool on MySpace, but now she's like really Republican. Yeah. 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 And Mm -hmm. I think it was at a time where people didn't really care about, people weren't thinking about anyone. Politics. Yeah. It was like, you just be famous on MySpace. Like I wasn't on MySpace, but I actually had a couple friends who like had a lot of followers on MySpace or something. Yeah. But they were like. 14 and would post like scene kid photos on MySpace and then mm-hmm. just like had a bunch of followers. But people didn't know anything about them. It was just like photos of them. Yeah. And they didn't know, they didn't care what they like, what their personality was in any way. Yeah. I think like from the perspective of like an influencer, I know that people have used their social media accounts to like share like their political like activism. Yeah. Um, especially now, but like in 2014, 2015, right before Trump was elected, like it was like everyone, it, I mean, people's politics did matter, but it didn't really come up that much. No, but it didn't even, because I'm like, you didn't know, nobody, like you just did not care. Like I feel like, I don't know a single British YouTuber's political views. I assume they're not 
Republicans, but yeah. I don't know. I never asked. Like yeah. nobody questioned it. It was like crazy. Like when the Trump, like Trump train was like building up. Like it saw you saw this really crazy divide in like yeah. when people started talking about their politics, and I was like, oh my god, yeah. you're like a conservative. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, and I think it like makes sense too because it's a lot of people who are filthy rich like a lot of influencers do you know what I mean have Mm -hmm. so much money and I think sometimes those people you wouldn't think are like they're very open or they're very fun Mm -hmm. and they're very like um I don't know just people who you wouldn't be like I bet they're a Republican or whatever not that people yeah well I was thinking all the people that I'm thinking that I was shocked that they're Republican are very small influencers I don't know if I can even think of anyone to be honest like who are you thinking of do you know Baked Alaska no I don't know anybody I'm the worst everyone listening to this right now is like holy shit but Baked Alaska used to do the he's like an alt-right Nazi now what did he used to do maybe I know he used to do the food videos at BuzzFeed Whoa. I know. And so, like, he was already weird at BuzzFeed. Yeah. But then, like, when the Trump was, like, he just got so fucking weird. Yeah. I mean, even in, even, like, prior, pers- like, even in, like, a, and I was younger, so I'm sure, that, I mean, no people talked about politics before Trump. Like, of course, yeah. that was the thing people talked about. But, like, even on my, like, pre-Trump, it was less common to even talk about it in like I, when I was in high school, it was like we weren't asking each other really. Do you know what I mean? Who yeah. voted for who? Or whose parents voted for who? It just like wasn't as much of a well, conversation. You really like voting in high school. No, but like I think now in high school. Yeah. Like I, I even think about how. So like I've talked about before, my eighth grade English teacher was like really religious. Yeah. And he would like show religious films and like he was anti-gay. Like he was fully anti-gay. Didn't mm-hmm. talk about it in class, but like was open about it. Like yeah. you, if you did any openly homophobic yeah he like on his facebook was openly yeah. homophobic he had like a uh an anti-gay bill sign outside of his house like it, and he would invite people over for bible study like people knew all this and he was like the favorite teacher like he was the teacher oh everyone can't wait to have this teacher and i'm like that i i always wonder what he's going through now and mm-hmm. i hope they're just ripping him to shreds because i'm like i think the middle schoolers now are much more like Oh yeah, I hate you because you're homophobic. Like they're yeah. so much more aware. They would like never yeah. like like a teacher. But back when I was in middle school, which wasn't even like too long ago, yeah, it's like we just didn't talk about that stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? Yes. I don't know. I don't know. It was just different, a different time. I do understand that. Um, also, Jeffrey Star. I didn't know he went. Uh, oh yeah, Jeffrey Star was massive on MySpace. Wait, I'm sorry. We can cut this out. Jeffrey Star identifies as he. Or she or they? They literally. They Jeffrey Star say. just made fun of they them. Okay, so great. He, so he's a, a yeah. He, he's a dick. Okay, so he's an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I can say. Okay, perfect. He him is a dick. Great, perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeffrey Star. Yeah, I didn't know that he went viral on on MySpace. I didn't know that he was a singer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that either. He fascinates me, not mm-hmm. in a way that's actually like I'm interested in learning about him. Yeah, I am just like. You know what I think interests me more than him? I think his relationship with Shane Dawson was so deeply confusing to me mm-hmm. and continues to be. So yeah. that is something that I find wild about him. But other than that, I literally do not care about Jeffree Star in any capacity. I think once you have an understanding of, yeah, yeah, I, I think I get him. I don't want to diagnose him, but I think I get the gist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think I also understand Shane Dawson's mentality pretty much. But um, 
There is uh, the MySpace scene queens. I loved MySpace like scene hair and makeup. The yeah. like skunk. And- my sister was like that in high school. Like oh she gosh. was seven years older than me, and so I was in elementary school. She was in high school, and she like was full scene kid. Had like yeah. the knee high lace up Converse. Yeah, she would lace them up every morning. Like was so black hair that went over like that. Yeah, really dark eyeliner. And we would listen to like screamo music on the drive to school. She'd drive me to school. Yeah. And I remember, which I always thought was very sweet. I hated screamo music because it stressed me out. Yeah. But she got like a, there was like a group that would do covers. Yeah. So it was screamo, but she got me like Taylor Swift screamo. Yeah. So we'd listen to that when she took me to school. Oh my God. I, um, it's going to sound weird. There were like two like scene scene girls at like my school. There were people who were like casually emo or like, you know, half ass emo. But these girls were like two like, I mean, if you think about, like, aesthetic queens now, like, it looks like they invested. And so they were, like, kind of, like, superstars in my head. Yeah. Like, I mean, they very much kept to themselves. But every time I saw them, they were so committed to the style yeah. that I was, like, that is cool. Yes. You know, to have that. I mean, I didn't necessarily – I was d- not seen in high school. I wore a vest. But, like <laughs> – no, I only wore a vest for 10th grade. You were a crossing guard, so you were, a, <laughs> yes. you were an orange vest every day. Yes. <laughs> no, um, uh, no I, I wore a vest in 10th grade. Man. But, like, um, I saw these girls, and I was like, they like they are committed to that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, very, very cool. So all of these, Hannah Beth, Jack Vanek, Audrey, Audrey Kitching. Yeah. Um, Audrey, very cool. Audrey Kitching was known for her pink hair and Lisa Frank. Five. Oh, my God, Lisa Frank. Oh my God, I Republican, right? <laughs> was that what you're saying? That no, Lisa Frank, right? like the no, I know, but I'm pretty sure she Lisa Frank is a Republican. Maybe I'm fully wrong. I, I thought we'll she was cut a this horse. Out. I'll look at him. No, <laughs> <laughs> she was... <laughs> she's the artist. Oh, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure she's. A... Oh, I, might... I just farted. <laughs> I just farted. I didn't. I can hear it. I'm sorry. I just confused my girlfriend is like you have to stop because i do the same thing where if i fart it would be so loud and they're like i still announce it and they're like i can hear you and we were in a movie theater the other day we were seeing magic mike if you can believe it again no just the first time a lot happened during this the showing and i farted and i got really embarrassed because i did not mean to like i would not i did not mean to do it and i they heard it and we're just trying to like pretend you know they didn't hear it and I was like hitting them because I, I think I was like so anxious because like somebody heard it I need us to be like talking so people I don't know and I'm like hitting them I'm like Jordan 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 I farted I farted and they're like I know I know stop I know I'm trying to and now everybody can hear you being like I farted anyways you don't have to be embarrassed Sarah I'm so sorry guys I had Red Bull and it just makes me all gassy okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> millionaires millionaires we know them yes. we love them there's millionaires this is an american electronic music group edm uh consisting of melissa marie green the group i think it's edm uh formed in august of 2007 originally consisted of green and her sister allison green the group is widely known for mixing heavily explicit lyrics with an electric pop backing wow incredible so there's a bunch of artists People popped off, just Great. like any cool, oh, cool. Yeah. Got it, I get it. Blah, <laughs> yes. blah, blah, blah. Okay, and then top eight. This is what we got to speed through a little. But this, uh, did you? You had a top eight. Yes, I had a top. First, eight. I'd like to say that's a lot of people. That's a huge. I do think I would have struggled in high school coming up with a top eight. I would have been like, I don't have eight friends. You think someone who wears a vest has a hard time coming up with eight friends? How did you do it? <laughs> theater. The- <laughs> the theater. Theater. <kids>. <laughs> 
<laughs> they were like, we have not met. You're not even in theater. We don't know. Well, I mean, the <laughs> you progress through like ninth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth grade. Um, you had to befriend like all the ninth graders had to befriend yeah. the tenth graders on like Facebook and stuff. Yeah. So I pretty much had like a built-in posse. Good God, it's so that's cool. But I I just think it would have been <laughs> not so cool. hard. It's really cool. You were really really cool. And did you do theater in high school? Yeah, in middle school and elementary school. I had my first commercial audition at age five. For what? Apple. The company. Oh my god! <laughs> I didn't get it. it oh, like, have you ever it. been in a commercial? No. Oh, I've never booked anything. But I did a lot of <laughs> I did a lot of professional theater in my in my day and yeah. as a child. Mm-hmm. It was like professional. Like we got paid, but it was not. And it was with adults, but it was you know it was community it was community theater. Yeah. Um. But I I loved theater. I was the president of my high school theater department. Oh wow! And it was great. Weren't you also on student council? I was. I was also president of a student class. Dude, you have like you say, did you do well in school? No. You I, just had a lot of like hop- I did so many because I had a learning disability. It's yeah. the only thing. It was like I wasn't a bad student. I always tried to do my homework. I studied, I had a tutor. Mm-hmm. I was just literally bad at school. And then by the time I was a junior and senior or sophomore, it was like I had failed so hard for so long and worked so hard. But I just had all these undiagnosed learning disabilities. And so I was so tired by the time I was like a sophomore that I just kind of stopped doing my work and I started cheating on everything because I was like, there's no point. Like I will study for weeks for a test that nobody else studied for and I will get an F and everyone will get an A. And I was just tired of it. So then I I did bad. But I was a great student. I loved school. Like I really loved going there. Like my senior year, I could have just like, because I wasn't going to go to college because I couldn't go to college because my SAT scores were so bad. And I... So I didn't really have to take any classes besides uh, English mm-hmm. and then history were the only classes I technically had to take. Yeah. And most people would just be like, great, I'll show up at 2.30 and take class, like, or, or noon or whenever and yeah. show up late. But I just took five drama classes. So I would still get there at like 7.30 and take drama. I loved being at school. Oh, my God. I don't know why. I've always just like that. Okay, so get, riddle me this. Your parents love you, and you were failing so consistently. Did they, like, think to get you tested for stuff? They, well, my they do love me so much. I think it was just a different time. Like, ADHD was not. It was 2016. <laughs> but I, I think it was still very different. 2016 was, like, my tail end of high school, though. So it's, like. In elementary school, I think it was a time when a lot of parents were very anxious that every kid was being put on, like, Ritalin or whatever. So I think a lot of parents were being, you know, maybe defensive or or scared that their kid was Mm going to get misdiagnosed. So I was never put on – I was never diagnosed with ADHD. I think – but my mom has since been – I think if my mom was raising me now, I think I would be on ADHD medication. I think, like, she's up with the times. Like, and she's since been like, oh, I'm sorry, I never got you checked out for that. It is funny to me because I was, it was so obvious. Like, I'm not a kind of, I have ADHD. Like, I took the test and they were like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> like, I have really bad ADHD. And it's like, I'm not functioning. Like, off medication, I'm really non-functioning. Yeah. And I think that would surprise a lot of people because I held myself together pretty well for a long time. But my mom did a lot of stuff for me. Like, mm-hmm. my mom helped me so much. Like, she would read me all of the books that were assigned reading in high school my mom read to me and would explain them to me and we would study for hours and hours and hours and I would not I had tutoring like she was doing all the things to Uh like help yeah but I was still it was like I was a lost cause it's like you can't help me because I'm no matter how much tutoring I get I'm still stupid yeah (laughs) stupid but you know what I mean like my brain Mm. cannot do those things I can't unless I'm like I have help or whatever but 
So I think it's just she didn't she didn't realize. And my dad was clueless, but he <laughs> he just didn't help either. <laughs> he was just not. He was like a very he was a dad. He was a very classic dad where it's like he had no idea what was going on in my. Mm-hmm. If you'd asked him like what classes are you taking, you'd have been like I have no idea what classes she's taking. What grade is she in? I have no idea. Yeah. So my parents. <laughs> Did they get you medicated? No, um, but my parents are both incredibly smart. Yeah. And, sorry, this is so bad. I was too scared to ask for help, but I knew that I was struggling because my parents, if you asked my parents for help, they would be like, how do you not know this? Yeah. You could, I mean, I was like seven and I was like asking like what a wrench was and they were like, how do you not know what a wrench is? Yeah. So like I was too afraid to ask for help and they did, if we didn't get good grades, they put like the fear of God in us. Yeah. So I was like... The only reason why I got by in high school because I was too afraid to be dyslexic. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I had to like really like I had to listen to the audiobook and read it at the same time so I could like understand stuff. Everything took forever. I yeah, I couldn't have I couldn't have. And I think because I was doing so many extracurriculars. Yeah. I was like because I think I wanted to feel like I was good at theater and I was really good at improv. So it was like I shined there and i think yeah. i'm a i'm a leo sorry to bring astrology into it but i think i did want to be good at something like i wanted mm-hmm. to be good and i wanted people to like think i was cool so yeah. i like did a lot of stuff so you did theater i did theater <laughs> magic was like i did football as a captain of the football team and show <laughs> choir <laughs> let's just say i was on prom court well i think about that not even cool but i wanted people to think i was like good like i really wanted to be a good kid yeah. and i think like a classic thing that's paired with like a bad kid is like bad grades which is so stupid because they're so not related yeah but i think I wanted to be like a good kid and thought of I didn't want teachers to think I was bad or my parents to think I was bad so I like did all the things you're supposed to do to be like a good kid but I just couldn't do the grades part of it um but and I think I got really good grades in middle school Mm -hmm. my mom literally I mean was like basically taking all my middle school classes with me like she was doing helping me through every bit of my homework and so I think sometimes I'm like, yeah, but if my mom hadn't been there, I would have gotten straight Fs. Like, I think I would have been diagnosed with a learning disability because yeah. I think teachers would have been like, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Why can't you read this? I mean, I literally could not read. Like, I, and I'm not even exaggerating. Like, I couldn't read words. Like, I learned how to read. But in, uh, like, senior year of high school, we had to read Pride and Prejudice. And I could not read it. It's yeah. like, I can't read that. My mom had to read every page to me. And then at the end of it, I'd be like, wait, what do you mean? Like, explain it. And then yeah. she would explain the page to me. And we would do that with every every book. And then I would still yeah. fail the test. No, yeah, that was crazy. I did so bad in English, but I did so great in creative writing. Oh, yeah. Because in English, like, I have a hard time. Uh, people with... Uh, neuro- it's a hard thing to read subtext. There's like that's the whole point of like being neurodivergent. So like when they're like asked you to like analyze a chapter, like what did the author mean by the curtain is blue? I was like, you simpleton, the curtain is blue. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, meanwhile, yeah. it means the author is like sad. So I could not analyze. <laughs> but in my opinion, that's stupid. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't analyze anything. But when it came to creative writing, my brain was just like, yes. You yeah. know, I was just saying, and I and I could do. Sorry, in this last thing, we can wrap it up. I'm sorry. We don't I'm, even I'm have to hold. finish about MySpace. Okay, MySpace is done. This is a real. You're getting. We're just gonna rant about. <laughs> wait, wait, so what were you gonna say? Having learning disabilities, I would literally because I worked so I really can't express enough. It's like if you, if like my kid was working so hard, yeah. and cared about their future. I really cared about what my life looked like. I was not someone who just like didn't care. I had plans. I had goals, and they were being you know taken away because I couldn't do the work. I I think I would have been like, oh, my kid has an issue, like a learning disability. Yeah, I don't think those were. It wasn't talked about as much. Even I think it's recently. Mm-hmm. I think the internet's made things much more like, 
not even just, it's like we knew it existed, but it's acceptable. It's okay to have those things. Even therapy, it's like, I think now therapy's switching to being like, oh yeah, everybody goes to therapy unless, mm-hmm. like you should go to therapy. You're more healthy if you go to therapy, whereas before it was kind of the opposite. Um, and I think that, wait, what was I going to say though? Um, sorry, I don't remember. Um, give me two seconds. <laughs> I... Um, Okay, I don't remember. But I, yeah, I had a bad learning disability. I was so bad. Oh, oh, what I was going to say is that I was very creative. And yeah. I would do things that, like, would help me get good grades. So, like, first in Spanish, for example, I was so bad at Spanish. I could not. It's like I hardly can read English. Do you think yeah. I'm going to be able to be able to read Spanish? This is like, and, and it, with the dyslexia and all of that, it was like, impo- I couldn't do it. And I still have a goal to learn Spanish. But it was very hard in class. And I felt like everyone understood it. And I just couldn't get it. And I wanted to. like, And that was a theme in most of my classes where it was like, the teacher would be like, it's confusing because she sits front row. She's really excited to be there. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was someone who came into Spanish class, Spanish 101, being like, I'm going to be fluent in Spanish by the yeah. end of my high school career. Didn't even take Spanish 201. So I, that didn't happen. Yeah. But I would... I would fail the test and have such a bad grade and I would be like, can I please make like a film for extra credit? And they would be like, okay. And so in Spanish, and I did this in English too, every chapter of the book, I would make a film that went along with it Mm -hmm. and like cast it. It was like a five to 10 minute short film that I'd write. It would be all in Spanish or if it was for another, if it was science, I would do, and I would just like make these short films and they'd give me extra credit. And I'm like, that was so much more work than just studying for a test. But my brain literally, I could not study. Like, yeah. I could not focus. So I'd make all these movies and I would get I would get okay. I'd pass my classes. Hell yeah. But it was nice they let me do that because I don't think most people. Yeah. But they wouldn't have let me do that in college. So that's why I couldn't go to college. <laughs> yeah, I think um, I was very creative in that, like, I could do, come up with anything to get out of school. Yeah. Where like, um, I found out that if you eat multivitamins on an empty stomach, you're gonna be sick, really sick, oh, for about wow. an hour and a half. I didn't know that. So um, if I, I'm not a, I wasn't like a super good actor at like the school nurse, cause the, she was a hard ass, so you really had to drive it home that you were sick. So I would take a multivitamin on an empty stomach, and then you just get nauseous. Like it's like, it knocks, like if you were like bent over in pain, and I'd go to the um, school nurse and I'd be like, I have to go home. And it clears up in an hour and a half. So now you have the rest of the day. Yeah, just hanging out. I um, I used to like bring uh, like a short, short skirt that I would change into an hour before like school got out. Yeah. Because they're either, they're going to send me home to like change. Yeah. There was some policy with like our school district where you couldn't wear basketball shorts, like from the lost oh, and found. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like it's, I would just change into it so that I would get to leave like yeah. early. Yeah. And I was also the kid who was like known for throwing up a lot. <laughs> so I could like get out of, oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> I was speaking of creative writing. I used to be the teacher's assistant for like the creative writing oh, yeah, classes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I would read the papers and my job was to report all the suicidal kids <gasps> to the guidance counselor. Is that real? Yeah. Like oh the creative, God. the people who took creative writing were like, I remember the one that sticks out to me is like blood oozing from every orifice. They wrote that, and I was like, you know, you I have to take do you that. downtown. That's like when I say, uh, I, I, when I did, I did competitive drama, and yeah. so we would go to competitions, like do monologues and stuff. And I would always, <laughs> this is so bad, but me and my friend thought it was funny at the time to go watch the self-written dramatic monologues. Yeah, because <laughs> they were twenty-five monologues of people. It was the same monologue. It was just people doing a monologue about being suicidal, which yeah. is not funny. But when it's that many, and you know they all think they're about to do something like really 
original. Like, well, yeah. I'm about to like be so vulnerable. Like, it is mm-hmm. so vulnerable. But then it's just like 20 of them doing the same monologue that they've written being like, is this the end? Yeah. And you just sit through all of them. And I was like, this is the worst thing I've ever. I, like, how do they pick a winner? They're all the same. It's the same monologue. It's, yeah. it's 24 girls being like, should I kill myself? Yeah. It was crazy. Anyways. We, we do have a guest. Yes. Um, we have a guest in the studio who is apparently the last person on MySpace. Man. I I've, thought that was you. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not that old. <laughs> but I would love to meet them. However, I have to drop a dookie. <laughs> oh, and that feels believable to me yes. because the way you've been acting on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, we're going to go interview them. All right. Be right back. Okay, everyone, welcome back to the BCC Club. I am here with a very special guest. Right here in the studio is Beef. Mm-hmm. My name is Beef. Like food or uh, if you want to fight someone and you yeah. have it. You have Beef, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, who were you named after? Uh, my father. Beef. Beefantha, <laughs> yes. Beautiful. Well, so we have you here today because our whole topic today was about MySpace. Okay. Tell us about your relationship with MySpace. So I basically discovered MySpace. Wow. Mm-hmm. I was living upstairs to Tom and the gang. Yeah. And our floors were so thin, I heard their idea, and I decided one day to log on, and I just never got off. Wow. So mm-hmm. what year was that? That must have been... 2005. Wow. Mm-hmm. So that was quite a while ago, and you're still on. That's almost 20 years later. Mm-hmm. And my computer is so hot. Yeah. It loads like one page every six months. I bet. Yeah. So can you just tell me, why are you using MySpace over some other platforms? I mean, we've got Instagram, there's Facebook, there's YouTube, TikTok. What, what is the pull I mean, to MySpace? Like, it's the, it's the original, you know? Like, do you ask someone who listens to cassettes why they don't just go on Spotify? No, because cassettes are how music should be consumed. I see. Social media is not actually social. I go on MySpace to yell into the void. If I go on Instagram, I could post something and yeah. people would respond. Yeah, you don't want that. I don't want that. Okay. It's my space. Oh, I see. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That makes total sense to me, actually. So who are in your top eight? Do you have people? Oh, yeah. It's me, uh, Tom, and sure. uh, about six people from my middle school who were killed in a bus crash, uh, but they never logged off. So oh my God, we're I'm so still sorry. pretty tight. All of your best friends. In oh, they school. weren't my best friends. They're in your top eight, right? Yeah, they just are who's left on the site. Oh man, I'm so sorry. I mean, mm-hmm. so you, nobody, you don't really communicate with anyone on there. No, I say I make about 85% of the posts. The other 15% are people who don't realize that their Pornhub account is linked to MySpace. Yeah. So, you know, when they're liking videos, it sends the like, it shares it to yeah, MySpace. Yeah. It's crazy the amount of people I know from high school who are really in the feet. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, I mean, how do you keep up with people then in your life if nobody's on MySpace? Do you know what anyone you went to high school with is doing or your cousins or what do you do? No, so I've actually gotten a little bit around that. I, um, I'm the only person. And I've made accounts for all my friends and family members. Yeah. And so I've kind of written their lore, you know. I so you're s- pretending to be them. Yeah, I'm pretending to be about 30 people right now. And I started back in 09. 
And it's actually pretty beautiful, the tapestry I've woven. Wow. Because some people are like accountants, but in my world, they're a captain of a ship. Yeah. You know? So you don't actually know what's going on with any of these people. No, but I, I know what could go on with them. If they maybe put their mind to it or mm. in a different alternate universe, that's what they would have done. If I was God, Do dictating you... their lives, yeah. <laughs> Do you miss them at all, though? Do I miss them? Um, I mean... I see them at Thanksgiving. Oh, so you still see. Yeah, you still get to yeah, catch up. Yeah, 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 yeah. I need new pics for my profile picture, so we got to take pics. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite MySpace feature? Um, Probably the music. Because yeah. uh, I don't think any other social media app has it, it, like even come close to what MySpace no. has done for music. I know with Tim Tam, doesn't even have music. Yeah. You know, I, and Facebook doesn't even know what music is. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, TikTok has music. That's not true. Well, it has like, you know, you can hear songs on it and stuff like that. Like? It's just songs. If you play a song, or you can make a video to a song. It's kind of similar. I don't know what you're talking about, man. You don't know what TikTok is? I think I, um, it's that song by Kesha. Uh, TikTok? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That is a song by Kesha. TikTok on the clock with right. the party. Don't so you're really living in 2009. This yeah. is You're like fully committed to being in 2009. Yes. That's incredible. Is there any way you would be pulled from MySpace? Is there anything that Instagram, TikTok could do to make you switch to using their app? Um. So I pretty much haven't logged out. So my house would have to catch on fire. The police raids would have to actually work. Yeah. You know, I have been dragged from my home multiple times. Wow, why? My computer is a fire hazard. What brand is it? Um, it's Adele. <laughs> it's Adele. Okay, got it. It's the first of its kind. I know that. Um, the How FB- big is it? Sorry, um, I didn't mean to interrupt. It's about. Uh, you ever seen like uh, a carry-on suitcase? Yeah, it's about that size. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It can probably. It's a little bit bigger than that. Yeah. <laughs> I have to check it. Sure, sure, sure. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, but no, yeah. So uh, the FBI was doing a, a drug raid on my neighbor, and in the middle of the night, they were using a heat scanner, and they yeah. accidentally peeked into my house, and my computer was just off the charts. So they called the fire department, and they're like, "We gotta shut this down." And I said, "Over my dead body, come yeah. back with a warrant." And so I've had MySpace running. You know, they said that my computer is basically like an open flame. Wow. Yeah. When you sit next to it, can you feel it? Yeah, I have second degree burns on my lap. Oh my God. You hold it in your lap? Yeah, I'm infertile. It's a desktop. Why did you, been, you um, need to hold that on your lap? Well, it's so heavy, my desk collapsed. Wow. Yeah. But um, you can. Beef. There's nothing that Instagram could offer me that MySpace doesn't already have. Friends? Well, you don't. Well, there's no friends on your MySpace account, right? There They're just are. people ma- you made up. <laughs> they are. Graham Graham is not made up. Do you know if she's still living or you'd have no idea because just your MySpace tells you what? Well, I mean, the Christmas cards did stop coming. Yeah. So. Maybe we need to unpack that. Uh-huh. I, but, I mean, I updated her status the other day. So that means she's probably alive. She's in Cancun, so I think <laughs> she's fine. Good. Oh, that's great. That sounds fun. Yeah. Maybe that's actually a beautiful way to live. You don't have to say goodbye to any loved ones. You just make their lives incredible. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. We love chatting about MySpace and we're glad that you still enjoy it but do be careful okay okay I will be careful be careful in front of the can I share this link when it comes out yeah on your MySpace do you have a MySpace no you should make one 
I don't know if I even can, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if they let you make new accounts anymore. Yeah, you have to go on the Wayback Machine. It's a pretty convoluted process. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, but I will try. For okay, you. cool. But please send me anything you post in there. Send me a link, and I'll try. You know, I'll I'll try to figure it. Out. I'll try to make it make sense to me. Do you know how to code C plus plus? No. Oh, then you're not going to be able to read by that's status. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem. So, yeah, I won't be able to, but I appreciate the effort. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming, Beef. Mm-hmm. And do you have anything you'd like to say to the creators of MySpace if they're watching right now? Tom, message me back. <laughs> ah! Come on, Tom. I know. This is your saving <laughs> yes. grace right here. <laughs> I'm getting some of your mail still. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Thank you, Beef. No problem. Thank you so much for watching, listening, or even half listening if you're doing the dishes to the BCC Club with mm-hmm. Sarah Schauer and Kendall Andreth. God, that guest was so weird. Very I'm bizarre. So sad that I miss them. Yeah, I wish I wish you could have interviewed them because it was too sad. I wish I hadn't interviewed them. It was no. very sad. <laughs> okay. Very upsetting. Yes. But uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to like and subscribe. And also, you can listen to the BCC Club on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, any place you get your podcasts. Make sure to rate us five stars. Please leave a review. Yes, please. And we will talk to you guys next week. Yes. Can't wait. Bye. Bye. Finding a doctor is truly the hardest thing on planet Earth, which is so unfortunate because when you're feeling really sick, the last thing you want to do is talk to an old man who has no idea what you're going through and doesn't understand anything about medical stuff or science and just tells you to drink more water. That is just the worst feeling ever. And that's why I use ZocDoc. If you listen to this podcast, you know I'm obsessed with ZocDoc. It's the place where you can find and book doctors who will make you feel comfortable and actually listen to you. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. Go to ZocDoc.com BCC and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's ZocDoc.com BCC. ZocDoc.com BCC.